as one who has been entrusted with the onerous responsibilities of guiding our young republic through these difficult times, I must confess that it is always a source of deep pleasure and encouragement to me to receive assurances of the support of the people and their continuing determination to persevere until complete victory is achieved. Uh, hello everyone, you're welcome to another episode of my uh, podcast, the Biafra Fire Podcast. Um, look, before I get into, there's a lot to talk about, but before I get into that, I want to just drop my digits, plus 614-690-59521. That's, you can also reach me with that number on WhatsApp. And my email is juxtix at hotmail.com. Okay, now look, do you really blame Namdekan when he calls Nigeria a graveyard? This week, this weekend has been the worst this year, possibly the worst that we'll have this year. There's been an endless stream of blood, like it's an endless stream of bad news. There's a massacre in Benue, 87 dead, bloodbath as uh, followers of Shite leader Zazaki clashed with police in Kaduna. There was a very gruesome and gory picture of a policeman lying down on the road bleeding bleeding profusely i think that video was there was a video on um facebook i saw it on facebook and i read the news and actually he 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 died because there was just so much stones just imagine a thousand people or possibly ten thousand people hauling stones at you there was a uh, burnt out police car just absolute mayhem and chaos mayhem and then uh, Look, the only good news, really, if we're being serious, that came out of Nigeria over the weekend or over the past few weeks has been the issue of Ireland. Uh, Nigeria defeating Ireland in a World Cup uh, match. That's that's it. But of course, they will be knocked out soon. You can count. You can mark my words. You can count on me. This is a prediction I'm making. Sooner rather than later, they will be out of that World Cup. So apart from the defeats. Uh, of Ireland, there has been nothing news, nothing good. Bloodbath in Kaduna, bloodbath in uh, Anteja, bloodbath in Benue. Everything has been about blood and killing and death and mayhem. That just nothing. Well, I'll I'll leave that for a bit and just talk about something much more dearer to me. Uh, Namba Kano is still missing. Namba Kano is still missing. I know people say he's safe. People say he's... Some say he's in Ghana. Some say he's in... People just generally... We are we are carrying on as if he's well. But how do we really know that he's well? How do we really know that he's okay? But one good thing that I've come out of this whole thing is for... It's become clearer that Biafra... Is not just about Namda Canada. It's it's a, a movement of seventy million people in the east. It's not just about one man. They thought that killing him or making him disappear will actually uh, 
make the movement kind of die down but it hasn't it's exploding week by week in week out there's actually plans now 40 million ballots already in the process of being printed for a referendum so he's actually his disappearance in a way actually added fire it actually added more power to the more feel to the whole movement for self-actualization so it's it's um it's a good news but only in that regard but then again you have to think about what his family is going through the other day i was reading a news by the sister who lives in germany who was there when the army came in shooting his she said that she hasn't seen nam Kano and she doesn't know where he is so you can uh, spare a thought spare a thought for the family for his sisters that girl, that sister, actually has not only his brother Namdekano missing, but his uh, Namdekano's father and, and her father, her parents, both of their parents are also missing. So this is this is an issue that is very sensitive, and it's it breaks my heart to think of that. And then think about what Namdekano's wife is going through. Namdekano hasn't seen his baby since he was born, so it's it's very emotional, very emotionally disturbing that he's still missing. And we don't know what's up with him. Uh, uh, according to Professor Ben Mwabweza, this is part of the news coming out, out of Biafra land. According to Professor Ben Mwabweza, who is a foremost Nigerian constitutional lawyer, IPOB cannot be asked to negotiate for peace when they remain proscribed and when they remain uh, labeled a terrorist group. This is a point that is obvious. You cannot negotiate with someone that you say is a terrorist, even though all he is doing is saying that we do not, all Biafra IPOB is saying is that we do not want to be a part of Nigeria. We don't like you guys. You don't like us. We've pretended for a hundred years and it's not working out. We want to part ways. So the issue of negotiating when you are still calling us terrorists, it's, it's, it's 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 laughable it's completely off the table it cannot happen but then again it's not really about peace like we are not at war we are not fighting the nigerian government even though they say we are we are just we are resisting we are an occupied nation biafra land is an occupied area the nigerian government is a foreign and imperialist power occupying biafra land so these are the issues that we should also always bear in mind um there's an observation that has been made about flight fares and the, the discrepancies in flight fares from different airports in nigeria now listen to this and tell me if this is not discrimination or marginalization just you be the judge listen to it now lagos to catch a flight from lagos to guangzhou in china cost two hundred and eighty thousand naira to catch a flight from abuja to that same destination guangzhou in china cost two hundred and eighty thousand naira kano to guangzhou same thing two hundred and eighty thousand naira kaduna to Ch- guangzhou in china same price two hundred and eighty thousand naira but enugu airport the akanibam international airport in nigeria in biafra land to guangzhou same flight it cost three hundred and fifty thousand naira now what is the reason you might ask well it is because the aviation authority in nigeria charges 
Ethiopian airline, which is the only airline they are allowed to operate in that airport. They charge them very high fees to operate out of Akanubian airport. So they naturally have to pass on those fees to the, to the, to the, to the uh, passengers. So that is why you have a massively higher fare to get from Enugu to China than, than will be the case in all these other airports in the rest of the country. And you tell me that Biafra is not being marginalized. Yes, we are being marginalized. Well, at least I'm happy that Biafra, the people don't even pretend that we are not even marginalized anymore. They say, oh, look, you are complaining that there are bad roads in, in, in Biafra land. It's the same thing in every part of Nigeria. There's bad roads. How, what kind of stupid argument is that? Just because there are bad roads in every part of Nigeria, we should relax and just get on with it. No. We do not want bad roads. We have a con- we want a country that we can take and call our own and fix it. We want good roads. Telling us that it, it, the, the other part of the country also suffers from the problem of good roads, it's, it's just not good enough. It's just it's just bullshit. It's not good enough. Uh, this Abaribe saga, Senator Abaribe saga, it just drags on, doesn't it? It just keeps going on and on. That are prevailing on him to produce in Nam Kano. Look, the, the logic is simple. Even though he shot in Nam Kano on bail, he cannot find a Nam Kano and produce him for his court appearances. Why? Because the Nigerian government took the army, ordered the army rather, to go to Nam Kano's house and shoot everyone to death. So he does not know whether now, of course, he doesn't know whether Namdekan is alive or not, or not. But of course, we know that this is not what it's really about. This is really about him calling Buhari out for adding thirty billion naira extra to a budget that has already been passed. This is why he was arrested, not because Namdekan jumped bail. Namdekan failed to show up for his court appearances over getting to. Seven six months ago, if I if I stand to be correct, there, but it's been a long time. Why is it now? Now that he's this man is being arrested because he cannot produce him. No, he's being arrested because of what he said last month. He called Buhari out for trying to sneak in thirty billion naira to a budget that has already been already been passed. And what would he have done with that money if eventually he got away with it? He needs that money to run his election because election in Nigeria is all about sharing money. They go to this group, they give them money. They go to this group, they give them money. They go to this group. They... It's not about ideas. That's what you get in the zoo called Nigeria. It's not about ideas. It's no democracy. They just so it's about who shares the most money. So if Mr. A comes to me with twenty thousand dollars and Mr. B comes to me with twenty five thousand dollars, I I vote for Mr. B during the election day. And it doesn't matter that Mr. B doesn't have a an agenda for the nation for the next ten ten years. It doesn't matter. That is how politics works. Work in the zoo called Nigeria and that is why we are different that is why Biafra is different from Nigeria uh, in the news coming out of Africa violence has broken out between farmers and Fulani cattle headers in central plateau state leading to the death of 86 people our president Nangangwa of uh, Uganda he says that uh, Voting will take place on 30th July, despite an apparent attempt to kill him. Uh, traditional hunters have killed 32 civilians in an isolated village in central Mali, a local group says. And they con the Senegalese uh, rapper, or rapper, or rather the, the rapper of Senegalese, the American rapper of Senegalese, Senegalese origin, 
He's saying that he's going to build a real life Wakanda in Senegal. And he's also about to release a new cryptocurrency called A-Coin. That's A-K-O-I-N. I don't know what to make of this. I don't know. I don't know if he's joking or if he's got a new album in the works and trying to drum up some positive energy and vibe for the album or if he's really being serious. I don't know how you can build Wakanda. I thought Wakanda was fictional. But anyway, uh, look, in the Nigerian nonsense in focus section, let me talk briefly about bail conditions in Nigeria. Now in Nigeria, when you go to when someone's arrested and you go to bail them out i used to be a lawyer so i know what i'm talking about i am still a lawyer registered and licensed in nigeria when you go in to bail a client it says boldly it's written boldly in the police station bail is free now when you go in i remind the inspector whoever the corporate that bill is actually free. <laughs> he busts out laughing and he he tells you not to take it, not to take every sign that you read here seriously. And eventually it boils down to money. They tell you a price, and if you don't pay it, or if your client doesn't come up with it, he has to stay in jail, miss work, miss whatever he's doing, be away from his family. And let the whole process drag out. Which In Nigeria, you're not supposed to be in jail for more than 24 hours. That's the law. But of course, the law means nothing in the zoo. So your client can actually be, might actually be in jail for over... Sometimes I have a lot of people being in jail, detained for years on end for petty crimes, alleged petty crimes, baseless and concocted charges. So that is how bail work in Nigeria. So this issue of Prof, uh, Senator Baribe refusing to produce Namda Kano, the whole bail process, the whole bail process in its entirety is a massive, massive, corrupt and rotten joke. So that's something to bear in mind. And in the quote of the day, I've got a very simple quote. It says that the most courageous act is still being able to think for yourself. And to think aloud. And that's from Coco Chanel. The most courageous act is still being able to think for yourself and to think aloud. From Coco Chanel. I'll see you next time. Bye. one who has been entrusted with the onerous responsibilities of guiding our young republic through these difficult times, I must confess that it is always a source of deep pleasure and encouragement to me to receive assurances of the support of the people and their continuing determination to persevere until complete victory is achieved. Uh, hello everyone, uh, you're welcome to the Biafra Fire podcast. 
my numbers are plus six one four six nine zero five nine five two one and I can be emailed at J U X T I X at Hotmail dot com. So plus six one four six nine zero five nine five two one. That number you can also reach me through that number on WhatsApp. Now a lot is going on, a lot is going on and a lot is happening in Southern Cameroon. I don't know if you've heard, you must have heard, but Southern Cameroon is uh it's on fire at the moment. What happened is this. Southern Cameroon speaks English, speak English. The rest of the country, uh, the, rest, the rest of Cameroon speak French. And as usual, as is the practice, practice of colonial powers, when the French came, they bundled everyone together. Just the same thing that Britain did in Nigeria. And even though Cameroon as a country has pretended to get along with each other, well, cracks are starting to appear in that alliance. Long story short, Southern Cameroon declared independence from the rest of Cameroon and symbolically named that section that they are saying is now distinct from Southern Cameroon. Cameroon. They named it Ambazonia. And it's not a peaceful fight. It's just not your uh, standard freedom fighting. These guys, the Southern Cameroonian have... Cameroonians, they have guns, they have machetes, they are setting places on fire, they are burning down buildings, and they are just openly rebelling against the Cameroonian state and the constituted authority in Cameroon. And But then again, a bit of context is necessary. For the past few months, it's been in the news, to some extent, that the a rapid intervention battalion, which I have a bit to talk about in the news section, that they've been cracking down massively and committing human rights abuses in the Southern Cameroon. Now, the issue here is simple. They, this, the Southern Cameroon, just much like Biafra, they do not want to be a part of Cameroon. They feel that the difference is too big and the differences are so irreconcilable that they can never work out. They want to go their own separate ways. As usual, the Cameroonian state is trying to use force to make them stay in Cameroon. Now, it's backfired. It's turning. It's about to turn into a full-blown war. Both sides are already being accused of human rights abuses. And I don't know where we're headed from here. But like, it's, it's sad because I recall, I recall months ago, I was thinking, when will the world stop paying attention to this problem? When will the world start waking up to the atrocities being committed by elite army forces, elite army battalions in the Cameroons, at the instruction of the government, of course, against Southern Cameroonians, who are mostly students and lawyers and activists seeking to have a home state to call their own. Nobody was saying anything about it. There, it had no, there was no serious discussion in the global media over this issue. Now it's starting to explode. And even now, even now, it's still not getting the attention it deserves. I haven't seen it in any Australian dailies. And I wonder, when will the world start waking up to this issue of Biafra and Ambazonia, both in Cameroon and Nigeria? When will the world start coming to terms that this is not just something that will go away? This is not just an agitation born out of current trends or, 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 or lack of uh, contentment or disaffection with the current government. No, these issues run deep. These issues run very, very deep. And I hope, I do hope that the world will start giving this issue the attention that it deserves. So, uh, the news coming out 
uh, coming out of Biafran and it has a bit to do it's the issue about the rapid intervention battalion in the Cameroons. This is an elite army force uh, of the Cameroonian army and they are now accused of massive large-scale human rights abuses in the Cameroon. And why is this even making news? It is making news because people are dying and because this group, the BIR, Rapid Intervention Battalion, were actually trained by the US and Israel. So they are, they have up-to-date uh, skills with respect to combat and as it appears to be the case, torture. Now, I wonder... Wouldn't it? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't a reasonable person expect the U.S. and Israel to intervene already? To go look? Okay, we taught you these things. We told you how to fight. We told you how to be a world-class fighting outfit, but not to persecute the people that you are actually supposed to protect. When will the U.S. and Israel step up and make statements to that effect? When? I'm still waiting. Look, in the last 10 days alone in the zoo, which is Nigeria, it's all bad news. Bad news as usual. 20 were killed in Adamawa State. 36 killed in Zamfara State. Over 200 killed in Plateau State. Is this not a zoo? Twenty. I'll, go, I'll repeat it again. 21 people killed in Adamawa State. 36 killed in Zamfara. And over 200 killed in Plateau State. And all this happened in the last 10 days alone. In the last 10 days alone. Is this just not your typical rivers of blood? And uh, with respect to the killing in Plateau State, Buhari has sent in an army, has sent in the army, and they are now tormenting innocent civilians in the, uh, in the guise of setting up check, checkpoints and seeking to pick out or seeking to solve the crime or whatever. The number one is the, the army in Nigeria is overused. Like, these guys never stay in the barracks. They are always running around in the streets. They do not understand that. I have never seen an army person in, in Australia. I have never seen the army outside. You 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 see the police because they are taxed. The, the law says that the police are taxed with protecting property and lives, and that the people that you see trying to enforce the law, you never see the army. But in the zoo, everything is about everything. The military is involved. If there's a problem, the, anywhere the military is involved, and of course because they are not trained to handle civilians, it always it, it was the picture. They make it worse. The picture that I saw on Facebook was the, of them lying people. Telling people to lie down on the ground and just just molesting people, and these are people that are traumatized from the events that just happened in Plateau State. And one pastor, Church of Assemblies of God in Plateau State, was also one of the people that were killed. Mayhem everywhere you look. You can literally stand in the middle of Nigeria and look to the north. There is blood shed. Like you look to the south, people are dying. The east, everywhere you turn, people are dying. Uh, a federal high court has granted bail to the Biafra Four. Uh, Zoo Justice Bintanyako has granted bail to the Biafra activists in Kuja prison in strict condition, about 10 million each, and, and uh, other onerous bail conditions. This is a disgrace. They shouldn't have been in prison to start with, and they have committed any no crime. The only crime that they have committed is that they do not want to be a part of Nigeria, much like I don't want to be a part of Nigeria, just like every other... True, Biafran doesn't want to be a part of Nigeria. It's not a crime. Look, it's not a crime. It's not a terrorist crime to say that 
I don't want to associate with you. It's it's nothing bad. It's not unheard of to say that we want a homeland of our own, that we don't get along with you, and that we will never get along with you. We are doing the Nigerians a favor. We are saying what they have always been thinking. We are just laying bare the divisions. We know that they hate us, and we are going, okay, look, we don't like you too very much, so let's just part ways. Let's stop pretending and part ways. And uh, according to barista, the barrister uh, representing Senator Nyinaya, uh, the, the senator was arrested for ch- on charges of gun running and supporting IPOB. This is all just bullshit. It's it's all it's all a joke. What Buhari, what the president of Nigeria does, to put it simply, is to harass his opponent with the uh, apparatus of state. So if he doesn't get along with you, he just does you in. He just gets at you with trumped up charges. That's all. All this rubbish about gun running is just it's just absolute bullshit. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's a waste of time. And of course. I'm happy no one is buying it. Uh, the news coming out of Africa, Italy is calling for migrant centers to be set up in Africa to stop a tide of asylum seekers fleeing towards Western Europe as Rome raised pressure on its European Union partners to take a much tougher approach to immigration. 20 people appeared in court in the Ethiopian capital of Addis Ababa following a grenade attack at a rally for, for uh, Prime Minister, as a, at a rally for Prime Minister by Abiy Ahmed, in which two people were killed and scores wounded. Uh, the head of Kenya's state-run standards body and seven other officials, as well as two businessmen, we are charged with attempted murder on Monday for allowing imports of substandard fertilizer containing mercury. This look at the, it's the kind of news you get in from Africa. It's a statutory body was set up the standards board to make sure that whatever is imported into the country is of high quality so that people don't die so that people can actually be sure that whatever they are paying for is actually what they are paying for and is of a good quality now the person that is taxed with the mandate of ensuring that these standards are met he is taking bribe and he's colliding colluding with um businessmen to import substandard goods I don't understand. I do not understand. This is madness. This is madness of the highest order. And in as much as I try to wrap my mind around how these things happen, I just am unable. I'm completely unable to understand it. Look, if we, if if Kenya as a country wanted to import substandard, if they if they didn't care about standards. They wouldn't have set up this portfolio. They wouldn't have set up this uh, ministry. They would have just let the businessmen to run around and import whatever they wanted to import. But they took deliberate efforts to set up this ministry and put someone in charge. And the person that they put in charge, ignorance or ignorant of his mandate, is actually colluding to sabotage that mandate. Now the kind of we say black people, black people. Nigeria's Buhari is calling for calm as it sees people die in farmer header clashes. Look, look, I'll tell you something. Nigeria is a joke. It's nothing is working. In it. And since I was, I'm, I'm 29 years old. Since I was born, since I was, since I was conscious of being a person, people always die in Nigeria. And the authorities say one, two things. Stay calm. We are looking into it. Stay calm. We are looking into it. Stay calm. We are looking into it.
That's all they ever say. It doesn't change. They don't even put in the creativity or the effort to actually, you know, just from time to time say something less mundane, something maybe just something different. They no longer make that effort. So it's just stay calm. We are going to 86 people died, has died over over the last 10 days in Nigeria. The president is saying stay calm. How can people stay calm when bullets, guns are pointed at them? How can they... St- oh, my God. This Buhari, um, um, I feel like he should be recommended for medical checkup. He should be recommended for health examinations. Um, and I'm talking about his mental health. Uh, because really, when all said and done, and that's the Nigerian nonsense he focus. The thing I want to talk about in this Nigerian nonsense focus section. When all is said and done, Muhari doesn't have any moral authority. He, this is a guy that came into office because in the north, in the, the Muslims, the Muslim section of the country managed to inflate results. Massively inflate results. So he's not even supposed to be there. So like most Nigerians just look at him and like, you have no moral authority. You're a dictator. You're a pedophile. And you shouldn't be leading the nation. Now the quote of the day is this. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful quote. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. This by, that's by Maya Angelou in her book, Letter to My Daughter. I'll see you next time.